Are you about to start a podcast or producing a podcast and tired of doing the editing yourself? We have produced over 1,000 daily shows and the production team that I've created, they're now available to produce shows for you as well. We can do as little or as much as you need from finding and communicating with guests, preparing introductions, to editing the audio and video. You will sound better, have a more professional presence, and be able to spend your time doing other valuable tasks on your business. Let me know you're interested by emailing me directly at Whitney at LifeBridgeCapital.com. I usually look at, it's like dating, usually trying to know the person, trying to know the values. Are we aligned with values beside the deals? The deals are great. I usually look for the sponsor and who they are as a person, as a human being. Are we aligned with the values? Are, are they giving? Those are just that dating process. And then the deal will, will come and after I vet the sponsor as a human being, as a person. I don't know if it, if it makes sense, but that's how I usually, the process might take a few weeks. I need to know the, the sponsor as a person first before even entertain the idea of investing my hard earned money in their deals. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest, another passive investor who is very experienced investing and is going to share tips on getting started passive investing, but also just a number of things that he has learned through years of investing, even some goal setting that he does, uh, he and his wife, on for passive investing and income streams and things like that, that you are going to learn a lot. His name is Claude Kondo. He's a founder and chairman of HCP Compounding and 21 years of experience in pharmaceutical service and management. He also participates in commercial real estate and is one of the founders of, of the Condo Foundation, where he continues to, to, to volunteer. Uh, and they, they help communities by rebuilding school infrastructures, uh, supporting primary education to vulnerable children, powering up livelihoods, and creating holistic economic development of underprivileged communities. So just a treat to have Claude on the show. He's helping numerous other pharmacists uh, you know, in his network to invest in real estate now. Uh, but he's invested in numerous projects, and it's just interesting to hear his take on how to vet a sponsor, what that looks like to him, and, and how he's been successful at doing that. Paul, welcome to the show. I, I love interviewing other investors and hearing about their experience, especially people like yourself who has been investing uh, you know, in sponsors and syndications for a number of years. And and I'm looking forward to the conversation because I always learn a lot from people like yourself. I know the listeners will as well. Welcome to the show. Give them a little more about who Claude is in, in your background. And, and I want to you know move to you know why syndications, why you move to investing that way uh, in just a moment. But tell us a little bit about, about who you are. Sure. Yeah. My name is Claude Kondo, even though you say Chondo. So I'm a licensed pharmacist for the last 20 years. I've been, I work for the chain. I opened my own retail pharmacies in Miami. And I started real estate back in 2006. I purchased at the wrong time. And then 2008, everything went, you know, really, really bad. And we, we lost so many, the value of the houses went down, but it didn't stop me. So I was working for the chain and then I was like, you know, it still makes sense to continue buying real estate. So I started with residential, like everyone else. I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I went to their training. And at some point, I was growing, but I felt like I was not scaling enough. So I decided to transition to commercial. So I started buying commercial on my own, my wife and I. And 
Now I was introduced to syndication as well as an investor. So I learned, I had a coach. I usually like to hire someone else to teach me so I don't make the same mistake. So I had a coach that taught me about syndication, what to look for, how to vet a sponsor and so forth. So I've been doing syndication and doing my own deals for the last 15, 16 years. At the same time, as we've been growing our portfolio of real estate, I've been getting calls from my colleague, pharmacists or nurses asking me, hey, can we join you? Can we be part of this amazing benefit of investing in commercial real estate? And that's why we start a journey where we teach nurses, pharmacists, physicians how to invest in a commercial real estate. Why? And then when they are ready, they can come on our journey as well. So that's pretty much about me. Yeah, no, it's incredible. And I just know there's passive investors that are listening right now that are wanting to do what you're doing, right? Uh, you know, they have a network where you know they're a part of, or you know, whether they're a doctor or whether they're, you know, a, a business owner in some other field, you know, whatever, they have a network that you know they could expose, right? You know, to this type of investing and, and do a similar thing that you're doing. But but you know, I want to dive into you know, what you learn from maybe this mentor, but then also just over years of investing, you know, vetting the sponsor, how you do that, what that looks like, you know, you have a lot of experience as an investor. And so let's dive in there a little bit. And especially if you're, you know, operating a fund, uh, you know, and you have other other people that are partnering with you, man, it's, it's important, you know, they're trusting you to do that work, right? Uh, you know, to vet that sponsor. So what does that look like? Let's walk through that or maybe give us an example. You know, obviously, don't say somebody specifically, but maybe how you met them and how you went through that process of of saying, you know what, this is somebody I want to partner with. Yeah, thank you. That's a great question. And thank you for having me in the show as well. But so to me, I'm always looking at the track record when I'm looking at the sponsor. Like, what's the track record? Is Can I speak to their investors, previous investors? Do I know them besides... In the syndication deal, do I know their circle? Do I know their, their networking? Because real estate is a small world, right? We know each other. So you can find information from someone else. And so I usually look at the track record. And the second part too, I'm always asking them if they can share their underwriting model, right? Because I can see if are they really too aggressive on their projections and just looking at it. Some people won't be comfortable sharing their underwriting model and that might be not the deal that I want to invest in. So I look at all those track record. Are they transparent and sharing their underwriting model? Is he aggressive? Is, are they really, really looking at the market? Uh, where's markets going? Uh, what's the deal? Where's the location? What's the population growth? And you know, what's the traffic count if they retail? Stuff like that. So we're usually going deep and just making sure that the money that we work for really hard are really protected and preserved and achieving the result that we want to achieve. For sure. How long does that process typically take? Or well, you know, what are you looking at as far as timeline? Just to have the maybe, you know, even to get to know somebody before you do, you're even asking for underwriting or a specific deal, right? Yeah. I usually look at it's like dating. I usually trying to know the person, trying to know the values. Are we aligned with values beside the deals? The deals are great. I usually look for the sponsor and who they are as a person, as a human being. Are we aligned with the values? Are, are they giving? Those are just that dating process. And then the deal will, will come and after I vet the sponsor as a human being, as a person. That's, that's, I don't know if it, if, it, if it makes sense, but that's how I usually... Yeah, for sure. The process might take a few weeks. I need to know the, the sponsor as a person first before even I entertain the idea of investing my hard earned money in their deals. 
Yeah, of course. And how do you normally go about that? Would that be over Zoom calls? Do you try to go visit the property or the sponsor? Or what does that normally entail? Yeah, uh, like I said before, real estate is a really small world where we have almost the same mastermind. We have the same networking group. And that's why I met these excellent sponsors, right? I met them in a, in a real estate commercial mastermind group. I met them in a, a different. So that's why I really, really try to find people. And that's why you really, really know people, right? So I invest a lot in getting on podcasts like your podcast and getting to know you and investing a lot in a mastermind group where we were like talking and, and getting to know someone really nice. So I spend a lot of time and resources to be, to have access to those groups so I can really, really true know someone and, and, and every relationship as well. Yeah, for sure. What are some of the just hard stops for you as far as, you know, the operator must do or have these qualities or anything like that that you could share that are, or even red flags, you know, where that would keep you from maybe investing with someone. Maybe it's the way they communicate or, or the, the track record, maybe a number of deals or it could be, I've heard all kinds of things. Yeah, to me, I'm always looking at the person as, as a sponsor, right? Are they value uh, people? Or you ask around, do you know Claude? What do you think about Claude? What do you think about his, his investment? And the second part is a track record. I'm really wary or concerned if I'm if it's your first deal doing syndication. I need to have your track record, like you said. So I want to look at you as a person and then your track record. And then the number of deals you have done. And then are you is it your first time doing multifamily? Is it your first time doing retail? And if it's your first time, then I might be like, no, no, I don't want to be uh, ex- do that, you know, watch you uh, learn with my hard money how to to go to a new class of asset. I want to make sure that you have experience in that asset class and you have proven that you are successful in that. In a different period, you know, I want to look at five years from now, five years ago, like where were you? What kind of deal were you doing? Because real estate was great the last two years, 2020, 2021, 2022 were great. Like everyone was making money. Now with this Interest rate changing, market changing. That's when you really truly see an excellent sponsor versus an average. What's your goal in investing passively? Like, how do you, or maybe some goals that, uh, you know, you've set that would help, you know, the listener think about the goals that they need to set as a passive investor as well? Yeah. I'm always studying like small, like, okay, how can I increase my passive income? How many lines of income can I increase passively? That doesn't depend on me spending 15 hours earning that. So I'm always, my wife and I, we usually play this game of how many line of incomes can we increase in a year, in a quarter, in a month? And so that's the game we usually play. And at the end of the year, you, you, you look back, you're like, whoa, we have 12 line of income that we increased this year, and which of those are passive income. And as you know, there's so much benefit as well, especially for some high earned income that like doctors, pharmacists, that's we can offset our income and, and getting passive income as well. Yeah, I love that goal of, of how many streams of income can we create this year uh, and even breaking that down. Uh, what about, uh, you know, how do you feel about diversification and across, you know, different operators or asset classes or even the types of assets that, that you're most interested in? Yeah. So like last year, I invested in a couple retails, retail centers, because I'm a pharmacist. So to me, kind of like can relate to that. And then I did invest in mobile parks with another sponsor that I know well, and, and we became really, really good friends. And so, yeah, I usually try to learn something new. I learn a bunch of about retail and what to expect, the traffic count. And, and that's why I usually look for sponsor. Am I going to learn something that I didn't know before? 
and I value your time as well. Right? I don't call you every day. Like, how is my investment? Which is not really the right stuff to do. But once a quarter, I don't mind jumping in a 10 minute call. I was like, how is investment doing? What's your projection? Are we meeting our projections? Any issue? Anything I can do to help and stuff like that. Yeah. What about do your current investments cash flow? Do you feel good about what you have right now going into the into our, you know, this next year and just the current economic climate? Yes, yes. Hundred percent. I'm actually really, really looking forward because our investments are performing well. We actually had two unsolicited offer two weeks ago trying to buy two of our investments. So that's really looks and we'll make so much as far as what we purchase for and what we're gonna get. With that offer, it's really good, especially in this market. So I'm really excited. That the testament for those sponsors that really, really were conservative on the underwritings. Give us some lessons learned, maybe that you wish you had known when you started passive investing. Lessons we all have our criteria how to underwrite a deal. You look at the market, you're like, okay, I want to invest in, for example, us want to invest in Southeast, right? That's where there's a population growth, the job growth, and all those great stuff. But two years ago, I think during COVID, one of the brokers calling me is like, Hey, you should invest in this Midwest market. I'm like, Well, it's not part of you know my criteria. I can't really it's like, please take a few minutes, look at it. So finally I looked at them like, whoa, it makes sense, right? Because even though it was Midwest, even though it was a different market, but the fundamentals were really, really great. You know, the seller was a little bit old, he was exiting his commercial real estate and he was trying to sell it at 9.5, where on that market, that same asset is about like five to five point five cap rate. So when I look at that, I'm like, okay, I jump in it. I'm like, well, that makes sense. And, you know, thank God I'm really, by grace of God, I was, you know, I made that move. So the lesson that I learned was just don't dismiss, take a look at what some investors or brokers or your relationship are bringing to your the table and just take a look and don't be, you know, just don't focus on your market and just see if the other market makes sense. What's your biggest challenge right now as a passive investor? As a passive investor, finding the right sponsors and finding the right deals that make sense for my investors as well. Because, you know, market is changing. We want to make sure that that will make sense to underwrite at seven, eight, nine cap rate versus a five or six cap rate. So the sellers are not getting to, to the reality of the market. So that's the challenge I'm having. Yeah, that's a challenge we're all having. <laughs> <laughs> right. Claude, what about, you know, what predictions do you have for the next 6, 12, 18 mu- uh, months for just the real estate market, our economic climate? You know, how is that changing what you're you're doing as a passive investor, you know, or what you're looking for? Yeah, that's a great question. I was at a conference, a commercial academy conference last week in Orlando. We we're talking about exactly your questions, like what's the prediction? What's the market? Personally, I feel like there will be a couple opportunities coming up our way. And the, the way we underwrite deals will change. Now we are making sure that is the seller willing to do seller financing at less than the current interest rates that's offered by the market? How can we get to, to those sellers that we know that want to exit? They want to dispose their assets. And so those are the stuff that my team and I have been working on di- diligently, making sure that we build those relationships with, with sellers or even brokers and, and hoping that sellers will come down to to what the market is right now. So my prediction is within six to 12 months, we'll see some deals coming through. We'll see cap rate going up. Where it will make sense for 
for buyers to really buy at, at a deep discount rate. We just have to be creative. When you are looking at a project to invest in passively, you know, how do you ensure that that operator is prepared for a downturn? You know, that they're prepared for the unexpected. What do you, you know, what are you looking for? Uh, be as specific, you know, as you can. Yeah. So as I mentioned at the beginning, I usually ask them for the underwriting model. On that underwriting model, I can see the projection. I can see what's the exit strategy. What's, is there any value add components? Are they, are they really uh, factoring in, you know, the labor? Are they factoring what's the market in that place? It's a comprehensive list of stuff that we follow that to make sure that it meets our criteria and making sure that the investors, we can predict the future, but at least we can minimize our risk and manage our risk. Are we okay to manage this kind of risk on this market? So it's a list of stuff that we follow through, but that's why we really, really need the underwriting model to make sure that the assumptions are quite realistic according to our opinion or, or our facts. Yeah. So mostly making sure that that operator is not being overly aggressive. Sounds like any thoughts on like reserves or, you know, budgets, things like that. Yes. So we usually make sure that they, they are not over leveraged and then they have a reserve, right? It depends which asset class we are looking at. It could be retail, it could be multifamilies, but we like to, to underwrite like a bank, right? Like, okay, what's your reserve? Is it 5%? Is it 35%? What's, what's your projection? What's the exit strategy? You can't tell me that you're going to exit in three years, which it might be great. If the interest rate goes down, but it might not be the, the right timing, right? So like all those basic fundamental questions of financial, some people will put reserve of 10%. What I've seen a lot is exiting in three or four years, and they're projecting the exit strategy, the interest will be at a 4% or doesn't really work. And, and that's a part of having an experienced sponsor, right? Because you can see their track record and they've been through up and down market and they can, they know where to buy, how to buy in a down and how to buy in a up market as well. Yeah, no, it's a, it's good. I, I just, I like hearing how other investors are, are looking at deals, right? You know, and our investor, many of our investors, I'm sure are, are doing lots of the same. I do the same. I invest with other operators as well. Let me ask this. What's your best advice for passive investors right now? Best advice would be to, to really know the sponsor, check out the track record and look at the deal as well, right? Those three components, sponsor as a, as a person, look at the deal. Is it the market's growing? Is the market shrinking? Uh, what's the population growth? If it's a retail, what's the traffic counts? How all those tenants financially stable? I can invest in Bath, Bath and Bath Beyond because I know they are closing, right? So like stuff like that, that you, you, you know and make research. So you look at the market and then look at the underwriting. Like what's, what's your, what's your model? What's your projection? What's your assumptions? Any reserve? What are you planning for a down? Turn market. So I look at those three, three, three main components, like sponsor, market, deal in particular, and then the underwriting model. Uh, what are the most important metrics that you track? It could be personally or professionally. On a deal, I usually track to me, I usually it's about, I make it really, really simple to me to cash on cash return. How much cash am I getting? Cause I have multiple businesses and I usually look at if I invest hundred thousand. Dollars. How much cash return I'm gonna get a year? And of course, the other part, the depreciations. It, those are like a great benefit, but at the core, I wanna see how am I doing with my cash? Because as I mentioned before, I wanna multiply my line of incomes. Right? I'm like, okay, this year I invested in ten deals. I invested a million dollars. 
what's the passive, what's what's the cash on cash on that million dollars? And so that's why I look at that, I look the basic like cash on cash. And then IRR, it can be manipulated as as you want. But to me personally, as an investor or my own deals, I usually look at cash on cash return. Yeah, no, that's helpful because uh, I hear different things different people look at, right? Uh, that's, that's neat to hear. What are some habits that you have that you're disciplined about that have produced the highest return for you? To me, it's I have my routine in the morning. Every single month, I'm trying to learn some something new, like new skills, right? Uh, so what makes what has really helped me was to to really know who what I want, right? To really know my goals. What's my vision for this year? What's my goal for this year? And what asset class I would like to invest? What asset class that makes sense to me? Once I have those goals, then I'll look for sponsor that meets those goals for me. And then I'll start doing my research. So if I have to tell someone listening to this podcast, it'd be like, you know, write down your goals, write down your vision. And what's the number that you want to achieve this year? What's the dollar amount? Be as specific as you can. And then write it down and post it and go back every single day, review your goals. So that's what I do every morning. I do my meditation. I do journaling. I review my goals. I pray. And so those habits has helped me be disciplined and really cut down on the noises because there's so much negative outside there. Like don't invest. Don't do this. Thing. Bad timing. So just being true to who you are as a person and your goals and your visions. And that has helped me a lot. What's the number one thing that's contributed to your success? That's a great question. Being consistent, just consistent in in what you plan or your goals, consistent in your word. If I say I'll do something, I'll try my best to do that stuff. Consistent in, you know, if I say I'll, I'll go pick up my kid from school, just like those basic stuff, just consistency. If we decide this year we want to invest in 10 different deals or increase our, our line of incomes by 12, just that consistency has been a good, regardless of the market, regardless of what's going on. How do you like to give back? Yes, that's I love that. I believe truly in my heart, I'm a giver. That's my love language. If I have to be specific, so I love to give. We created a company, my wife and I and other team members, where we teach pharmacists for free how to invest in commercial. What's the advantages? What are the, the risks? How do you manage your risk? And then we had a podcast that we do for healthcare professional. We teach, we bring someone experience as a sponsor or business owner just to give us tricks and what made them successful. And then personally, my wife and I, we have our own uh, foundation because children to us, it's number one. So we love children and we'll do anything for them. So we have our own foundation, a private foundation that will help kids in Africa with their scholarship, with their schools and and you know shoes and and you know all those stuff so they can be successful. I'm from Africa originally, so it's been a I've been blessed beyond my dreams to be here, and I would like to give someone else a chance and to build a successful life. So yeah, that's what I do. That's awesome, Claude. Thank you so much for sharing that. I appreciate you giving back in that way. Just your heart to give, uh, and even helping those children you know uh, that are less fortunate, right? Uh, and and giving them the opportunities. Just so grateful for your heart for that. Uh, and even helping uh, you know other people learn to invest and whatnot. But you know, I love your heart for the children uh, as well that are less fortunate. Uh, but you know, and even just sharing your your experience with us today, the the lessons you've learned, past investing, how to vet a sponsor. That's a process, right? Uh, and and we talk about it often on the show. And but I still see many that make mistakes, right? Investing with sponsors, or you don't, ask, you know, they, there's questions they wish they had known to ask. 
you know, way back when they started, or, you know, I just hear horror stories sometimes uh, because investors didn't do proper due diligence or they they rushed into a deal before they really thought it through. And and so I'm grateful for, you know, your transparency and being willing to help uh, even, you know, our listeners today think through just that. Uh, and so, so important. How can they get in touch with you and learn more about your call? Sure. So I'm really proeminently in LinkedIn. So they can find me on Claude at rxrei.com or Claude Condo. And then we have our own podcast, which is Rx. You know, I'm a pharmacist, so we name it Rx Investor, where we bring great guests to come and speak to our audience as far as, you know, investing and, and what to look for and stuff like that. And yeah, that's those are the two. Our website is rxrei.com. I think I'll share with, with your audience as well on, on the show notes. Thank you for being with us again today. I hope that you have learned a lot from the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I hope you're telling your friends about the Real Estate Syndication Show and how they can also build wealth in real estate. You can also go to lifebridgecapital.com and start investing today. 